DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 12.80, The Zone. we got the question of the day up. Are the Utes going to clinch the Pac-12 South tomorrow? they got two chances. One, beat Oregon. Two, have Oregon State beat ASU later that night. Oregon's got the same two chances to clinch the North. If they win their game over the Utes, they win the North. If they lose and Oregon State loses later to ASU, they win the North anyway. Utah and Oregon, both very close to sealing the deal and wrapping it up. Sealing. It's a big word in our community. Good work by you. <laughs> we might see Zion soon. I see Zion every day. That was eight, that was 8 o'clock hour PK. Poster of him on my wall. <laughs> 9 o'clock hour PK. Sealing. Big word in our community. Nice. <laughs> Keep them coming, PK. Hey, look who's back. And I'm sure he's really eager to talk about the Utes and the Pac-12 South. Papa P is on the phone. Papa P, good morning. Good morning. I'm trying to catch my breath now to stop to that comment about ceiling being big here in Utah. So I'm sorry. <laughs> PK, I love you, brother, but you're killing me. You're absolutely killing me. All right. So let's see if I can regain my composure for a moment. Uh, let's see. Do we know the phrase extenuating circumstances or special circumstances? I think the answer is your listeners are smart enough to understand those phrases, those ideas. Gee, last year, there was not a single team in the Pac-12 that had eight wins. So to say you have to have eight wins to, quote, win the Pac-12, not so fast. I think it's eight games, not eight wins. Yeah, yeah, okay, games, fine. <laughs> but there wasn't any Pac-12 team that had eight games last year either because of Numbnuts, who's no longer the commissioner, but that's a whole other thing. True. So, anyway, anyway, there is only one team on planet Earth in God's given galaxy and universe that is undefeated this year. In the Pac-12, I think that team resides down south, as our friends up north would say. So from that standpoint, let's see. Let's see. But let's also be clear. As big as a BYU fan as I am, and I am, I am rooting big time for Utah to win tomorrow and for the Aggies to win tomorrow. Because the better they do, the better the resume looks for a certain team in Provo where their mascot is the Cougars. So let's be clear about this. Oh, and by the way, uh, if BYU is not ranked 15 or higher in basketball this coming week, something is absolutely wrong in the universe because they looked incredible when they destroyed, destroyed the Ducks. And for good measure, the women's soccer team is on to the Sweet 16. It never ends. This is like Malachi with the window opening and a bunch of blessings coming in because you're paying your tithing. It's just a never-ending flow here, is not, Papa P? It is. For those of us who pay (laughs) tithing, and I know that you and your colleague there both tithe in your own way, so that's fine. But, but, you know, the windows of heaven are open. That's right. That I give 10% happens, of my goats every year. <laughs> <laughs> you 
You are the goat. You know that, right? You are the you goat. You make it 10% of other things as well every year. So, no. Well, I, it, it, I have percentages time. to spare. Well, well and so does, so does uh, your, your colleague on air, as well as your departed colleague, who drives his Porsche and everything else in his houses all over the world. Oh, yeah, he gives cars. He gives cars, so the 10% 10 of his imports. Church leaders all drive around fancy cars. They're donated by Gordon. (laughs) 10% of my automobiles every year to the church. It doesn't have to be cash, right? I mean, isn't it? They could just, whatever you're... Hence the goats. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, uh, they, I don't know that they accept goats. They do accept (laughs) I do know that. They accept stock? Absolutely. You can make an in-kind donation. Yes. Really? Yes. Yes, absolutely. Can you Venmo it? Um, (laughs) Thank you, Joe. You know, last I checked, Venmo is not an option on the the digital donation slip. But maybe I can put in a good word, okay? Yeah, so. yeah, get in, get with the times, man. A little Venmo here and there. Never heard anybody. Yeah, come on. Hey, I'm, yeah. I'm coming up a little short this week. Uh, can I get some help on tithing? Can you Venmo me? I'd like to see how well that did. Anyway, <laughs> I'm excited. All right, is there any more sports in this, or is this just nonsense <laughs> the rest of the way? What's the word? Hey, I've been indoctrinated by Mr. PK. What can I say? Yes. Cougars are going to win tomorrow in South Georgia. And the question is going to be how many points. I think they'll be tougher than the oddsmakers are making it, but they should win by three or four touchdowns. And I think they will, yeah. You know what? Don't be getting all up in arms and getting your panties all twisted up because the Jazz are only 10-5. and five. Let's be serious. They're going to finish... 70% of their games will end up in victories for the team in Salt Lake. I don't know if they're going to have the best record in the NBA this year. It doesn't matter. You just need to make the playoffs. They're there you go. And they're, right. you know, they're going to be in, and they look really good. So, thank you, gentlemen. Always okay. great to talk with you and with your fans. Go Utah. Go Aggies. Go Coop. And go Lady Coop. In the Sweet 16. Very, very cool. Yeah. Keep the faith, brother. All right, you guys do well. <laughs> and uh, I'll look for you a tithing settlement. That's uh, coming up. Okay, just so we're clear. Already signed up. Like to get it done there early. There you go. There you go. Good for you. <laughs> Talk to you guys later. Okay. Bye. You're the guy who gets his taxes done in January, so he gets his return in March when everyone else is waiting for April 15th. Always be ahead of the game, man. That's it. Always at the front of the line. I have one step ahead of the posse. I've man, man managed to maintain, be employed all this time. Uh, yeah, I don't know that uh, how many BYU fans can root for Utah, though. I mean, it sounds good. And, and theoretically, it could mean uh, potential something as far as uh, some influence in the New Year's Six Bowl, I guess, uh, by having these other teams do so well. <clears throat> I mean, really you could have uh, three nine-win teams that you beat. You know, with the Devils, the Utes, mm-hmm. and the Aggies. What's the best Virginia can do now? Oh, they Quarterback got, injury, it seems yeah, like I that's going to tail off. Right, yeah. So they, it's not going to... They're six and four, right? So, 
and probably in trouble yeah. going forward. Yeah. Even eight and four. No, they're five and five. Five Excuse five. me. No, you're right. They're six and four. They're yeah. playing Virginia Tech, who's five yeah, and five I they in were another six week because they were six and two game. when they came in. And yeah, they've lost they've twice. Lost twice now. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I think most people look on 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 this side of the country to see as far as the competition goes. Uh, yeah. So that that says something. I mean, I would if I were a BYU fan rooting specifically for the Utes and the Devils. To go uh, both nine and three, mm-hmm. that's pretty good. Uh, yeah, that's, that, th- those are good records. Nine and three, I think. I, I've always been thought a nine and three record uh, was. Well, they definitely, was they definitely like to look at how many ranked yeah. teams have you beaten and how many teams you've beaten with winning records. Yeah. So well, and if, plus, since both of them had losses in the preseason or in the non-conference, mm-hmm. that means you're going seven and two, eight and one in league. Yeah. Yeah, they're nine and three with losses to you. They're nine and two against everybody else. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah and, yeah. and at nine and three, I think they'll both be ranked. You know, Utah already is, so they would only move up. But right. I think a nine and three ASU will have moved in too. We're going to see potentially. We're going to see more more of these one and two loss teams taking L's. So, but but I don't think at its core the Cougar fan can do that. They'd rather have Utah lose. There's too much animus. Yeah, because if then, they win, then they'll they take it. They'll take what they have. And, oh, we beat the conference champs, but given a Who choice. Who wants like for me? I take tremendous glee over the fact that Arizona's never played in the Rose Bowl. Never. Right. Ever. But you haven't been rooting for a team that's an independent and needed something to burnish its reputation. Rooting for ASU, it's kind of like, well, go in the care of yourself. Yeah, I got yeah. it. I got it. It's different. But still, the animus there is so strong. Oh, it's strong. Yeah. That I don't think that a Papa P is a logical fan, and I've had conversations with him yep. in person. and, and so But he's he, not wired like most people. He can look at the situation... Yeah. And see what's there. I don't know that most folks can do that. Uh, so with that in mind, it, it's hard for me to imagine that many Cougars would be pulling, pulling for the Utes tomorrow. And if they do, then certainly they wouldn't be pulling for them on, uh, no, uh, what is it, December 3rd? You win that ball game and you're going to the Rose Bowl. There's just... You don't need any committee. You don't need anything to do anything for you. you Punch your own ticket and go. Yeah, yeah, that's the sweet thing about it. In, in a sport that relies on judges, you don't need a judge to get to the Rose Bowl. So uh, that's that's important, and that that says something there, uh, particularly for Utah in in what I viewed as a reloading season, and to be able to do that, and they go into next year as heavy, heavy, heavy favorites in the South for sure. So they may do it again. Uh, who knows? But hard for me to imagine there'd be many, many allegiances towards uh, Utah this year, this week for the Cougars, because then this time here, you could argue they've had a lot of great wins in the conference, but I could argue this would be the best one they've ever had. Beating third-ranked Oregon, yeah, because you kind of snuck up on Stanford when you beat them when they were top five, right? And the stakes this, weren't this nearly as high. It was earlier in the season. Yeah. The stakes weren't as high. The Utes are more established. I mean, they've already won the division mm-hmm. twice, so yeah, they're on everybody's sure. radar in a yeah, way yeah. they weren't back then. And this is a game that's going to be seen countrywide, and it's no 2 o'clock in the morning back in the <laughs> spiel. It's out <laughs> no. the window. No, no. It's, it's prime time in the East. This game kicks right. off 7.30 yeah. in the Eastern time zone. So this in, is in, in the East, you don't go to uh, dinner until 
10 o'clock on Saturdays. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, anybody who wants to watch that game is available right there, right in your window to watch it. Yeah. There's nothing uh, that's going to keep you. So this is this might be, now that I think about it, I think it would be the best win, a conference win that the program would have had under the circumstances, and you're beating a team that, you know, we've already had uh, been established. There was no uh, playoff poll at that time when uh, Utah beat Stanford. Here, we've got, what, two weeks of it, and they're firmly entrenched in the middle. I mean, they are solid right there. They, the same thing with Oregon. I mean, it's a beauty contest to an extent, but yet they've been judged pretty enough to this point to where as long as they win, they don't have to worry about anything else because I cannot believe if they win out that anybody is going to overtake them. And there's really no difference between one and four, two and three, whatever, in is in, and that's all that matters. And so if they win their next three ball games, they are in. They're not dropping. They may drop to fourth. But, you know, who cares? Yeah, but they got teams behind them playing each other, so the losers yeah. of those games have to drop. I mean, Oklahoma, I can mean, argue they move up instead of dropping. Oh, they could, yeah. yeah. I mean, Georgia beats Alabama. Alabama won't stay at two. Right. Depending on what else happens, I couldn't completely rule out Alabama being the first two-loss team ever to make a playoff because we could have a lot of teams with two losses here pretty quickly. Couple upsets Not from some... the Pac-12. <laughs> right. I know, and that's I know where two-loss Alabama yeah. is going to be. Yeah, I got you. Beat out two-loss Oregon right, and take them down. Right. I got you. I know where you're going. Right. So, yeah. So, this is – the stakes on this puppy are just huge when you think about They're it. They're enormous. I mean, Oregon is thinking we are three games away from the playoff. And we got to beat these guys probably twice. Yeah, and if we hammer them today, you know, probably hammer them, beat them in two weeks. If Tavion Thomas doesn't go – and Kyle referred to him on a radio interview in Oregon as questionable. I don't think that's that big of a deal. Really? Yeah. He's got the big play breakaway stuff that the other guys don't uh, have. I disagree. Really? Somebody else will break a 70-yarder? Pl- didn't Pledger do it? Well, he did have the 96-yarder against Stanford, but had they quit? I, you can only come at me with so many ifs. <laughs> if a guy runs for 96 yards yeah, and that's not good enough... Well, then, then I got nothing for you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, big deal. Oregon is without Verdell. So we're going to make an excuse for Utah? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, it's so hard to beat a team twice in the span of 87 years. I mean, <laughs> I mean come on. This is a town full of excuses. Yes. Cushion the blow. You've said it many times. You know what's happening. I don't have any blow here because I'm not that invested. I take it as it comes. So I don't buy it. So Verdell is an NFL back. Maybe Thomas is too. But Verdell has been an NFL back for years, going back to his high school days in San Diego. So uh, he's gone uh, with a knee injury, I believe, if I remember correctly. But they got two more good backs. Turns out Oregon's got depth. At least. Right, that we know of. Right. And so does Utah. He played at Oklahoma. (laughs) He did play at Oklahoma. Come on. Pledger's been good for him. Uh, Bernard has been good for them. Bernard's plenty good enough. Yeah. He's been really good as a receiver out of the backfield. Beat a blitz with that guy, and you will get, you'll get a first down on a big play. So if that kid doesn't play, if I hear one person use that as an excuse, I'm going to be Even if you don't upset. hear it used as an excuse, and you know if it's a three-score game, then it's not an excuse. I don't think it's going to be a three-score game. I think it's going to be close, but who the heck knows? Uh, 
But I still wonder if that could be one of the things that's used in two weeks. Oh, this would be a different game because he's back. Or anybody who gets knocked out early in the game who's back, you could probably say the same thing about. Whatever. Man, all I care about is the final score. Get the win, baby. Yeah, if you don't have player X, Y, Z, it's not like they're 100% healthy either. It's the same thing we go with the Jazz. Oh, our guy's out. Well, whoop-de-doo, their guy's out too, so... I mean, I heard it all last year. Uh, Donovan Mitchell had one. He played on one toe. He was missing nine toes. Yep. And would have been totally different <laughs> if he'd had a second or third toe. Meanwhile, Kawhi Leonard, he was so hurt he couldn't even sit on the bench. DJ and PK, it's ninety-seven five and twelve eighty. The Zone. We're broadcasting live this morning. We are at Murdoch Chevrolet in Woods Cross. Stop by. We got a couple of fans who've just come in now to enter win for those Utah Oregon tickets. Thumbs up. Could be your lucky day. It could be. Today's the day. You got half an hour to get down here. Sign up. Drop your name in the box there, and we will draw a winner coming up in half an hour and see uh, who gets the tickets to see Utah and Oregon. Also. The hats look like they're gone, but we've got some T-shirts left. You want to do a little Christmas shopping? If you don't want the Jazz T-shirt, you probably got somebody in your immediate or extended family who does, somebody in the neighborhood, somebody you want to hook up. And we got a few more T-shirts left, so stop by and grab those. Murdoch Chevrolet, they have the 2022 Silverado and up to $1,500 off. 0% financing for 72 months on the Equinox Blazer or Traverse, all 2022 editions of those. And the season of giving is here. It's a time when the Murdoch Auto Team and the Murdoch customers are giving back to the communities we all live and serve in. Murdoch partnering with Al Sporting Goods and the Utah Foster Care System. For every new car sold in the month of November, customers will receive a $100 Al Sporting Goods gift card with a Murdoch VIP discount code, which will give the customer up to 30 to 50% off. A portion of every new car sale will be donated to the Utah Foster Care System. Over the past two years, the Murdoch Auto Team has been able to put over 400 pairs of new snow boots on Utah Foster Care children. Murdoch, with dealerships from Logan to Linden covering the Wasatch Front and over 1,000 quality used vehicles. Everyone comes with a complimentary Carfax report, complimentary car washes for life, three-month or 3,000-mile powertrain warranty, five-day exchange policy, and a full-point multi-inspection. Murdoch. Murdoch Chevrolet in Woods Cross. Stop by in about half an hour. We will drop those Utah-Oregon tickets. So stop by and enter to win right now. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. The new zone lineup is here. With the best coverage of the sports you love and the teams you can't live without. Catch DJ and PK mornings from 6 to 10. Followed by Jake Scott and Ben Anderson from 10 to noon. Get your daily fix of Hans and Scotty from noon to 3. And then the zone welcomes unrivaled with Alex Curie and former NFL quarterback Scott Mitchell to the team. Weekdays from 3 to 6. Live and local. All day, every day. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Powered by kslsports.com. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Time to get you caught up on everything we've been talking about in this show. A few classic moments this morning. So goats work or no? (laughs) That was not one of the classic moments. Oh, okay, okay, my bad. (laughs) That was one of the rim shot moments. (laughs) I think Joe saying that he emailed uh, several people back and realized later he hoped Adam Silver wasn't on the email chain because lots of people were. 
that uh, they want him to pay his $30,000 fine for shoving the referee, Ed Malloy. And he said, yeah, let me know your Venmo account. I'll get that right over to you. Is there a maximum you can Venmo? I don't have Venmo. I... I do have Venmo. I don't know. I use it for like twenty dollars stuff. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't have a lot of thirty thousand dollars transactions to worry about. But Johnny Lightfoot, who's a high roller, high roller, high roller, says there's no limit on Venmo. That's what he just really? shook his head. Okay, okay, yeah. Johnny, you know what are you, what are you hitting casinos, Johnny? Buying expensive cars, land, I can't talk land. land, land. You can't. <laughs> Johnny, he just put down thirty grand on a few acres in the West Desert. <laughs> a lot of land. I always wanted to be well. next to a bombing range. You get uh, <laughs> a lot of big money deals up there past Park City. The Rockets' red glare. Yeah. My wife handles all our money, and she refuses to do Venmo. She's not doing it. No. I just put 500000 So. In. It'll go. Yeah. Venmo. That's John, Johnny says he just did five hundred grand, and it'll go. That's great. Okay. Well, do you need my account? <laughs> All right. Let me, let me give you my account, man. Joe also shared a, uh, a now hilarious but then tragic story. of uh, you, you asked about the UC Riverside coach because there's a assistant strong coach. Yeah. Assistant coach. Strong there's Australian like connection. Six, seven Australians on that team. Mm-hmm. And, I thought and they were in the spotlight because they threw in that 70-footer to, to That's beat That's where I ASU. saw it. I looked it up. Right. Yeah. Right. And he said, well, there is a UC Riverside tie. The guy's now moved on to Oklahoma, but they're assistant coach on the, uh, on the Australian national team, the Boomers. And he said they were in a walkthrough, and they were literally walking. And he tore his Achilles. Yeah, I can't imagine that, man. That would be brutal. That would be brutal. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, Joe, wherever you get your uh, podcasts, Spotify, Apple, whatever it is, uh, you can listen to Joe this morning. He talked a little bit about the team. Yes, the Toronto game, um, you know, Get more focused on the details, block out, handle the ball a little better. And instead of being down two in the first half when they gifted Toronto a lot of fast breaks and second-chance points, you tighten up the act and you win the second half 58-40. to And Joe's point was even when you're better by record by a long way, there's still a lot of talent and four or five possessions decide a 10-point game. So you got to tighten up the act because everybody's capable of beating everybody. You do, but I'm but not the, as concerned the jazz, about the act being so tight now. But the Jazz won comfortably, despite the fact they only played 24 good minutes. Oh, the story was Rudy, Go- uh, Rudy Gay. Rudy Gay. <clears throat> Ocho uh, to come out there. And sure, the shots went in. Five of six from three. That's, that's great. I mean, you're hardly ever going to do better than that. I get that. But I just like the veteran dude, first game, look like been with the team for months. He's a veteran guy, 15, 16 years in the league. That's a long, long time, man. That's incredible. And to talk about it afterward, he's a poised veteran. And as Locke was saying, as we know, youth does not win in this league unless you're, you know, Magic or Bird or somebody outrageous. But the rest of them you need to go through and be basically mature. You need to have a mature team. Uh, in that way. I mean, youth, youth can win to an extent because it's not like Antetokounmpo is all that old. But youth today is not the youth of yesteryear, you know, when those guys were playing four years of college and coming in at 21, 22. And so at 23, 24, they were still considered young. That's not the same anymore. And Nick Mitchell, you know, is he 25 years old? Well, he's young, but he's not a youth 
He's not, doesn't have youthful inexperience. He's still very young. But he, he, doesn't is, have he is young, but there's miles and miles of difference between yeah. Donovan Mitchell today and Donovan Mitchell at uh, 21. Right. And, and the guys obviously come into the league at 19 and 20. Yeah, yeah, and so, and then depending on who you are. Donovan was a two-year guy. I don't know what his birthday is. 20. And he's getting significant playing experience right off the bat. So by the time he's 25, he's still young chronologically, but not in terms of his game. And then you got Gay is on the other end of it. And I just love the way he fit in. It, it, It seemed like he'd been on the team for two, three years. Well, he's a veteran. He's on a fourth team in his 16th year. He's had to do this before, and... Because he's played against the team, he probably knew a lot about what they did. I'm sure there's all kinds of details and well, nuances that's why he, he signed. didn't know, but he does. He knows a lot. Yeah, and I think, and he's been with the team now yeah. for two months. Well, right, so he's been sitting in film sessions. Yeah. yeah, Getting the mental reps, as Riley Jensen would tell us. Yeah, and so I'm excited to see what he can do. I don't expect him to have this type of impact uh, a lot. If he does, wow, look out. Yeah, but I think that's the thing is you look at the guys who can have that impact on any given night. Now, he and Royce O'Neal shot the three really well. They were a combined 9 of 12. But Donovan didn't go off. Joe didn't go off. Mike Conley didn't go off. So it's a little bit of ham and egg in it. I think Joe did what he can do, though. He was right. like 10, 8, and 7. That, those are very good numbers uh-huh. for a bench dude. Sure. But on any given night, one of those guys might go 4 of 6 or 5 of 6 from 3. And crush it. As a team, they shot 41%, which is a good number, but I don't think that's going to be that far off their season average when it's shouldn't, all said and done. Be. Right. I meant to bring this up with Joe, but I forgot, and plus we were talking about other stuff. With a gay being another three-point shooter and another scorer, I think Joe has his opportunity to get his fantasy. I think his fantasy would be a double-double while scoring zero points. <laughs> Well, the emphasis is on rebounding, so he's got to go get him. Nobody's going to get mad at him for that. And obviously the assists. I mean, when he first joined the team, that's the first thing you pointed out. That guy knows where he's going to pass the ball before it hits his hands. It's hot potato. It's in his hands. It's out. He knows. He's thinking ahead, and he knows where yeah. he knows where the open guy's going to be and who it's going to be. That's been the strength of his game, I imagine, since he first took up ball. He's developed more as a shooter since <laughs> he's been in the league, but I think so, he's always been able to be a playmaker. So, so Joe's sitting on 10 rebounds and uh, 9 assists, and he runs a pick-and-roll with Gobert late in the game. He gives it up. And yeah. he, but, the, but the defender's dropping back, Doesn't and he's matter. got the layup, and he's like, I'm slowing down. I'm giving you a chance to come over here and guard me so I can make the pass. I really think, knowing of what we know of Joe, he would get a kick out of having a double-double while scoring zero, zero points. points. Yeah. Taking zero shots. Yeah. Yeah. He probably not even taking a shot. He probably wouldn't j- not he'd take be, a shot. He'd be so disappointed if he got fouled and had to go to the free throw line and screw that lineup. Uh, because I, I also think he's not a stat guy. He's just, uh, especially now, is. 34 years old. He just got his Olympic medal, which is a thrill. He told us he's going to take it to Oklahoma to meet with that coach. Uh, He'd love an NBA title to go with an Olympic medal. Yeah, so that would make him. He's beyond stats. That would make him the Australian hoop star of Australian hoop stars. An Olympic medal and an NBA title? Yeah. Uh, But Gay has the possibility of Joe adding a whole bunch more assists. And I do think that. Rudy Gay is going to give him another option. On the night that three isn't falling, when you're begging them to go to the hoop, I do think there'll be a chance for him to find some guys that uh, he's taller than or he's stronger than and, uh, and get in there. And, and, and really, Bogey's the only kind of guy who can kind of bully someone down low and score over them from the three-point line. And I think Rudy's going to be able to do that. 
one more guy when the three isn't falling, it's another way to get a hoop. I have to see what his ability is at this point in his stage of his career. To put the ball on the floor, to go all the way. I'm not sure on that. See where he's at. I don't view it as him blowing by some guy. Although when you get the blender going, well, I don't, you can't. I don't know, but power by, but bully. I mean the way. Yeah, but, so I'm not sure on yeah. that yet. Is what I'm saying. I, I I would have to watch more of him. The opportunity he didn't need to. He was as hot right. as could be uh, from the very first shot he took in front of the Jazz bench, and then he had that one. Uh, looked like a little Steph Curry over there in front mm-hmm. of uh, yeah uh, Nick Nurse. I mean he was way out, <laughs> and it's like he had the ball for a second. Yeah, what the heck? <laughs> yeah, why not? And I got it going. Just nothing but nothing but that's home game, the crowd and all that stuff. So I'm that's a great game, but let's see what he can do. You know, when, when they really, really need him, and they'll have that opportunity. I'm excited to see what he brings to the team. Also, this morning we had David Locke on. He wanted to talk a little college football, but he talked a little jazz. He got under your skin multiple times. That was a good morning. <laughs> he did. Well, first oh, off, you were stuck on that thing when he said Toronto's the toughest oh, matchup. Oh, he does Lou Holtz it. I mean, right, come on. Right, right. And so I said, well, wouldn't the Warriors be the toughest matchup? And what he meant was the way what Toronto does well fits with what the Jazz does poorly because not only is Toronto not the toughest matchup, they're not the second toughest matchup, they're not the third toughest matchup, but they do force a lot of turnovers and grab a lot of offensive rebounds, and those have been two weaknesses for the Jazz, and we saw that work for half the game, and then the Jazz got it all figured out and one going away. And then he dropped the uh, how hard will it be to be Sacramento a third straight time. You knew that was coming. (laughs) Yes, I did. Someone I can't remember who it was. Someone else threw it out on social media last night, and uh, and I did wonder if probably we would, someone who wants them to win. Yeah, and I did wonder if we would hear that from Locke this morning. It's a fan, and, and we you, did. You, most of those but guys are hardcore s- invested in their team. But, That's fine. But there are sweeps in the NBA, and they're pulled off by the best team. So if the Jazz are one of the best teams, pull off a sweep. Man, I couldn't even tell you when they played Sacramento. So, and don't tell me. <laughs> They've already had a home-and-home with them. I I realize that, but I don't know which games, and I don't care. All right, well, that game's tomorrow night, 8 o'clock. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone, and we are brought to you in part by Lee's Heating and Air. Lee's Heating and Air, home to the award-winning line of American Standard Furnaces and Air Conditioners. Call Lee's now for the $59 furnace tune-up. It's a special, a $59 furnace tune-up special, or visit them online at leesheatac.com. Your feedback, we've talked a lot of football this morning. We've talked a lot about Utah and Oregon. Do you think Utah is going to clinch the division Saturday night? Your feedback coming up next on that topic. Stay with us on 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. DJ and PK brought to you in part by Davis Vision. It's the fifth annual Black Friday sale going on now at Davis Vision. Tired of glasses or contacts? Get LASIK now and save $1,400. There are limited spots available. Sag now. Check them out at davisvisionmd.com or call 801-253-3080. That's Davis Vision. Time for your feedback. Tim talking about the Oregon game, the Utah game, the ability of the Utes to clinch the division title Saturday night. 
PK, you're going to love this. All right. Tim tweets at us, if they play a solid error-free game, I believe we will. <laughs> we will what? Clinch the division. Okay. Who's they? The Utes. If they play a solid error-free game, we will clinch the oh, division. Oh, I got you. I got you. You yeah. changed the pronouns there. <laughs> he no. did change the pronouns. Can't have that. Got to be consistent. If we play a solid error-free game, we will clinch the division. I'm consistent in all my pronouns. they play a solid error-free game, they will clinch the division. But if they play a solid error-free game, we will clinch the division. I hate inconsistent pronouns. That would have been a pet peeve of mine. Oh, that is classic. Like all my, on all my social media, my pronouns, it. The way I'm referred to. I like her. Because <laughs> she laughs at your jokes. <laughs> you don't know anything about her. She could be given 20% of her goats every year. You don't know. First impression. What was your name your again, jokes. Maddie? You didn't even learn her name until she started I laughing at I just said her jokes. name. What was your name? I just want to double check. <laughs> Perhaps. Show up at all our remotes. Uh, but now that you're laughing, you're my favorite. Yeah. Johnny, Johnny, you're sorry, old man. news. There's the balcony. <laughs> Goodbye. No, he can still. There's other stuff he needs to do. He's multifaceted. Bring me food, Johnny. There's no, other stuff you need to marketing do. And, and, and can he you gave me sure? Dirk's Bentley tickets. I like them, too. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Laughter, free concerts. Also, could you Venmo me half a million dollars now that you know it works? It's another one of your roles. Venmo me a half a mil every day, okay? Done. Sweet. It's in the mail. Uh, We are uh, still getting a lot of feedback about the Sports Illustrated story we talked about yesterday, that Kyle Whittingham may retire after this season. It basically talked about how Duke, North Carolina, and Utah. They were talking about all the openings. People might get fired. And then in the last graph, Duke, North Carolina, Utah, retirements could create openings there. And Mapleton Coog says, yeah, retiring because he knows Kalani's going to kick his trash for the next 10 to 15 years. <laughs> Laughing, crying emoji. Okay, we have no guarantee that Kalani will be there for the next 10 to 15 years. And Kyle or that they will play for the next 10 to 15 years. Yeah. Scott responds, you should be more worried about losing your coach than ours leaving. <laughs> oh, BYU should so, be worried about Kalani leaving? Right. So okay. isn't this, regardless of the names, a new reality in college sports? You're in the big five, but there's a pecking order even in the mid-five. And these schools look like program, not in any given season, but program, they're middle of the big five, and they always have to worry about the big money guys screwing up at the top of the power five, throwing money at their coach. We were talking earlier about how Michigan State, who's probably in a similar situation, yeah. is throwing 10 years and $95 million so they don't lose another coach to LSU. They saw the Wisconsin coach go to Arkansas. They saw their coach go to LSU, Nick Saban, and they don't want to lose another coach to the SEC to throw big money at But I think it depends on who the person is, if there's some form of homegrown in that person, like David Shaw. Right. Has, has had opportunities to go to the NFL, and he said no, no, I totally no, agree. No. It's not a foregone conclusion, but it's something you always have to worry about. And you're right. If there are roots and there's an extra tie, that might make the difference. But it still might. Kyle's had opportunities. There's right? plenty of opportunities. In, uh, right. But it's still a might. You don't know for sure. Well, there's no nothing that you know for sure. 
And and then they may decide the pressure of it all, screw this, and Stoops retires at 56. Yeah. And if your program is big enough and good enough, it doesn't matter. You should be able to continue it, too. Greg says, well, if Larry Scott were still the Pac-12 commission, we could count on half the youth's defense being ejected for targeting in the first quarter. We'll see how the new guy operates. Worried yeah, that the I, fix I, is in. I don't think he's in the uh, booth. Yeah, the referee booth. Let's look for him. Let's pick him off. He's got to go. He's got to go. He's got to go. I, I just I don't see that. Isaac says, the game's going to be tight, but my gut says yes. Now, it's actually two games. Both these teams have two chances to clinch the division. Utah and Oregon clinch the division if they win the game. Whoever wins it clinches. But the loser clinches if the team in their division loses the yeah, no, ASU-Oregon State you game. You win, though. Absolutely. Win and celebrate on the field. As opposed to getting the news on your phone on the plane back to Oregon or when you're back at your apartment. For Utah, I think it matters more because you have to beat them twice to get to the Rose Bowl. And if you lose, oh, man, you lose at home. Everything was set up for you, and you didn't get it done. Whereas Oregon has been, yeah, we had to go to Utah, man. That's a tough environment. Uh, Boy, we'll get them on that neutral field. So I think the psychological advantage of a loss favors Oregon more, although at the same time they would be devastated by not being in the playoff. But that's what happened a couple of years ago. Well, so then they could think, well, we're not going to get in the playoffs, so we might as well get in the Rose Bowl. And obviously that was a plenty of incentive a couple of years back when they ran them off the field up there in uh, Santa Clara. Is Utah bringing home the South Division Championship on Saturday? Egyptian Utes in San Diego tweets at us, BYU fans are the ones commenting on this tweet. Clown emoji, laughing till crying emoji. That's because it's called a rivalry? Yep. True story. If we put something with BYU, then you fans will comment on it. Especially when you're a BYU fan this year, you're willing, much more willing to pipe up. Oh, yeah. Put yourself out there because <laughs> your guys are backing you up. Yeah. Eight and two. We yeah. all assume nine and two and by they, five and, o'clock tomorrow. And they beat the Utes. Yep. Yeah. So you can have more fun with it this year. All right. We're live at Murdoch Chevrolet. They've got the 2022 Silverado with up to $1,500 off and the 2022 Equinox Blazer or Traverse up to 0% financing for 72 months. Also, they have partnered with Al Sporting Goods and the Utah Foster Care System because it's the time of year where the Murdoch Auto team and customers are giving back in the communities we all live and serve in. For every new car sold in the month of November, customers will receive a $100 Al Sporting Goods gift card with a Murdoch VIP discount code, which gives the customer up to 30 to 50% off. A portion of every new car sale will be donated to the Utah Foster Care System. Over the past two years, the Murdoch Auto team has been able to put over 400 pairs of new snow boots on the feet of Utah Foster Care children. Murdoch's got dealerships from Logan to Linden and over 1,000 quality used vehicles. People have been stopping by here all morning, registering to win tickets to see Utah and Oregon tomorrow night. Maddie's training. Let Maddie draw the winner. Maddie, you're going to decide who gets the free tickets to see two nationally ranked teams square off. And it's one, two tickets for one. Just one. you got to put one of those back. There's only one winner. Maddie, it's your first contest. Alright, you put one back. And the winner is... Eddie Thompson from North Salt Lake. You're the man, Eddie. You're going to the game. E.T., phone home. Thanks for stopping by, Eddie. And all the jazz gear is gone except for one lonely T-shirt that will go to the next remote. All right, PK, any final words for the week before the games commence? Stay safe. I love you all. There it is. And uh, keep an eye on 10% of your goats, people. (laughs) Coming up next, Jake and Ben right here on The Zone.